Welcome to Mobile Armor Radio, the podcast for all things Mecha. Jump ship incoming. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to Mobile Armor Radio, episode number 29, uh, or season 3, episode 5. I'm your host tonight, Chopper. With me is... I'm Brian. And I'm always Rob. Always the Rob. It's good to be consistent. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. So, uh, everyone doing all right on this cold night? Are you guys cold? We're cold over here. Uh, It's a little chilly. It's been raining for like weeks. We got a little bit of snow yesterday. Oh, geez. Uh Uh-oh. That's not good. haven't gotten that yet in my my neck of the woods, but I know. I'm pretty sure it's on the way. Ugh, crazy. Yeah, I heard Friday for us, so. Uh, it's a good time for mech games then. Yeah. <laughs> All warm and cozy with those radiators. Oh. With the generating heat from lasers. Oh, great. Unless you're clan, you don't generate no heat. <laughs> I always have to get a dig in. <laughs> so, all right. Well, with that, why don't we move on into the dropship? Dropship landing. Welcome to the dropship, guys. Uh, this is what we're working on. Uh, I actually, I'm proud to say that I've actually done some stuff. But before we get to me, how about we jump to Brian? Anything for you, sir? Well, uh, it's once again I was digging into some of my dead zone stuff, and I got myself painting up my enforcer team. So these are our guys wearing jump jets and power suits and stuff like that. Uh, they have some little mechs that run around with them, and they also get the the stompy striders, uh, which which are always fun. Uh, I finally came to the decision. I think I've talked about my my painting plans for them on on previous episodes, uh, but I did ultimately switch and make them the clone troopers from Star Wars. Uh, I originally had them marked as Mandalorians, oh. uh, but. Uh, like with the the lore within Dead Zone, it yeah, just it makes more sense. Yeah, <laughs> made more sense for them to be the clones, um, and it was a lot of fun to paint. It was one of the first times I really painted like white mm. uh, as kind of the base. Yeah, that's uh, such a hard thing. Yeah, and so I, I got to experiment with some techniques um, that a uh, friend of the show Rick Hall taught me, along with uh, stuff he'd been learning from um, uh, Zombie Brush, and uh, it. it turned out really well um i i really like how they came together it's been kind of fun to to again merge star wars into that that game franchise a little bit with dead zone uh and yeah but uh otherwise that that's kind of been it for for my hobbying um but uh but yeah how about how about you rob uh hobby i've i've been uh doing a lot of stuff for Halloween. I'm building my costume, so I haven't had much time. I did get the uh, new Kids Logic set, 19 and tw- to 21, which was uh, you get three reconnaissance battle pods, uh, VF-1A Veritech and the VF-1J Super Veritech, which is cool. Which uh, The pods, I will, I'll paint them up, but the other ones I'm using for Battletech, probably. But, uh, did you, uh, did yeah. you put them next to the other stuff? Have I done comparison shots? RPG figures? Yeah. I have in the past. Well, They're the exact same size as the Robotech ones. 
they're uh, yeah, they fit in perfectly with BattleTech. Although I guess the new BattleTech, their size has gotten quite a bit bigger, but we'll see. They're 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 a little tall for BattleTech, I would say, for what size mech they're supposed to be. But they were always tall, even when they originally had them in BattleTech. And just like when in, in uh, Transformers, when they had uh, Jetfire, he was like twice the size of a normal Transformer because he was a totally different line. So it just makes sense that Robotech and Macross figures are way bigger than what they're supposed to be. It just it's now part sure. of canon. <laughs> but they they look great. They're great detail. They're getting expensive though. The shipping now is crazy from China. So I don't know how many more I'll be getting. It's it's gotten a little nuts. It has. So yeah. It used to be cray cray, now it's insane. So yeah, Super that's that's all I've been doing like mech wise. I haven't really done anything. Like I say, I've been working on my Halloween costume. <laughs> <laughs> that's it yeah. alright so uh, I finally like I talked about last month I finally got into the basement and got the place a little bit organized uh, and then wept on how many models I have to build <laughs> uh, but so I did t- take two off the top and I started with the I really started with uh, the Devastator that we got at C2E2 last year <laughs> so it's almost a year now Oh yeah, and so I've I've taken uh, some parts off the sprue. I got them clipped and primed, and I'm coloring, base coloring the base color and highlighting with the airbrush right now on the pieces. And once I get most of that done, or all of it done, I'll start posting progress pictures of me putting it together. Uh, what paint did you use to get that lime green color? I you used have... a I used a mixture. There's a there was oh a you mixed your own that yeah. Yeah, there was a green that the Vallejo uses, or uh, not the Vallejo. Yeah, it was Vallejo, the Mecca. Mm. There's oh, okay. a green that comes in there, and I can't remember what it's called, and I just kind of lightened it up with a little bit of white. Mm. So, and then I, I took a little uh, chrome airbrush paint. Oh, yeah? Uh, and I put it over the green parts, so when I put the, when I airbrushed the green over it, so I primed it black. I took a metallic chrome uh, that uh, who makes that? Vallejo makes that also. Uh, a, a, a chrome metallic, so it's kind of a brighter chrome, like a real bright silver. And I put that over the green parts, and then I started airbrushing with the the green, which makes it lighter now because it's got the kind of metallic background on it. So it makes it kind of a lighter green than if I put it over black. Cool. Does that make nice. sense? Yeah, it's a lot of work, which is why I haven't done it. Which, which is why I haven't uh, gotten to the building part yet. Um, yeah, you pre-paint yeah, everything, eh? I, I, I could just never do anything simple. Well, with these models, I seem to pre-paint because it just seems better. Because I got, you know, I got that foam with those shish kebab bamboo pointer thingies with alligator clips, so I can have them clipped and painted and dried, and so. Yeah, you, you so you clip them off the sprues, label them all. Yeah, and then uh, what do you do with the nubs? Do you sand it a bit, or you just clip it real tight? I clip it real tight, and then I kind of sand it a little bit, yeah. or file a little bit, and then usually the paint. Uh, if you do, uh, if you get enough, it'll it'll cover up whatever little thing it is. But you do have to you have to do a little bit of filing, a little bit of sanding before you prime. What about the pe- like the peg holes when you're putting them together? Do, don't they get clogged with paint? No, because it's it's airbrush. So you do light enough uh, that. Yeah, and, and I don't yeah. really do into the back. 
if it so like mm. say if I'm putting two pieces together, I just do the parts that are going to show. Yeah, yeah, okay. Gotcha. That's cool. So that does sound like a lot of work, <laughs> especially since yeah, it's already the right color, right? <laughs> yeah, that part. I mean, the inside. Even if you do happen to see inside, it's dark enough that it's still the right color, but it's like shaded dark. Yeah, sure. So. Uh, it's not as complicated as it seems as far as the peg holes are, are concerned and stuff. Yeah, I still have to do my acid storm repaints of, uh, I think I have an extra thundercracker. Yeah. I'm going to turn into acid storm, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, daunting to do that. So, yeah. And you know, with airbrushing and if you do get a little bit of paint in the air holes, it's not, uh, it's not going to be clogged. Only, it's not, yeah, I'm thinking more like spray clogged. paint. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes it and actually, it actually make a tighter fit. That's true too. Do you glue glue your models, or you just press fit? Uh, these for my Gundam HD ones, I glue most of that. Yeah. Uh, but these these uh, Furai kits snap together really well. Yeah, you don't need to glue. Anyway. I yeah, put a little teeny a, bit. I do too. I mean, if I feel like the connection is loose enough that it might come apart, I'll put a little bit of plastic cement. Yeah, I want to make it sure that because I know even for Gundam kits, especially, I find that if you don't glue them, they're very loose. Like, yeah, just the joints they're, are loose. They'll they'll work them when something's loose after a while. Yeah, mm, yeah. So, and the other thing I started doing was three uh, D printing some buildings, rec buildings, because I have an ambitious project mm. with my Mazinger Z model that I picked up <laughs> uh, to make a diorama of. You know, Mazinger Z walking through a wrecked city. Cool. That's awesome. So, I mean, I was looking through that armor book and some other things that guys have been posting on the mobile armor radio, of really good looking models and some scenery stuff uh, that has kind of inspired me to kind of make my own little diorama with uh, Mazinger Z. Because I haven't seen a lot of Mazinger Z diorama models out there. So I kind of want to be the. I don't, yeah. I want to be, I want to be in the, in the front gate of that. Hey, I don't know if I've ever seen any. I don't know if yeah, I've ever seen the Mazinger Z I put together. Lot, yeah, I see a lot of I see a lot of Gundams. I see a lot of yeah. Zaku's, mm-hmm. uh, things like that. Uh, so it kind of inspired me to do a Mazinger Z because you know it's Mazinger Z. Now, if I had a Mazinger model too, I would do one of those too. <laughs> you just have to have a button that plays like heavy metal music when you uh, yeah. lights up you know, lighting <laughs> I did, effects. I did. I did ask for a Mazinger, or a Mazinger, a Mazinger. You just have to have Christmas. to gut one of those uh, those singing bass uh, <laughs> things. <laughs> so, uh, so I've been going scouring the, the interwebs for wreck buildings of the proper height. And I've been kind of scaling them using using my wife as a reference because she is a model maker, so she has that crazy triangular slide rule where she converts actual measurements and scales it down for me. Yeah, that's awesome. So I, she, then she's okay, this needs to be so many millimeters high. I said, all right, perfect. Yeah, some of the stuff she does, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Like, she'll yeah. do like a whole like kitchen set at like 15 millimeter scale or even smaller, I think. Yeah. With like little wow. little bakery and little knives and like all the little details. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, she's. Uh, if you think I'm crazy with my <laughs> attention to detail, my wife is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So, but that's why she's a better artist than I am. <laughs> well, she's a professional, so. Yeah, it's true. That's her job. Yeah. 
So I'm excited for that, and I'm excited to get this uh, devastated together because uh, he's he's awesome, and he you know he's that first multi model, quote unquote multi toy kit model that uh, I remember when I was a kid. Oh yeah, for sure. First combiner. He was the first combiner. Yeah. But uh, did you see? I sent you a link to the uh, Megatron. I thought, did you pick him up? Well, it was only like twenty bucks from Bluefin Brands. Oh, that! But he's the Autobot version. Yeah, you, you're going to repaint him anyways. Just get a get a uh, Decepticon sticker. Oh yeah, you're right. I did not <laughs> pick him up, but we, because you know we had this discussion at C2E2. That's why I forgot. Yeah, um, a while ago. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I think I did get that version for my brother-in-law for Christmas last year. Oh yeah, yeah, because I gave him an Optimus Prime the year before, and so and he really enjoyed building that kit, he said, so I got him a Decepticon. Well, not Decepticon, but the Megatron. Yeah. I, I, the the Fury kits, uh, I really like the Seekers, but I'm not crazy about some of the like, Optimus and Megatron. They find a little skinny. They're like, a little too lithe, which is fine for the Seekers, <laughs> but... Uh... Don't, don't, don't body shame the Optimus <laughs> and Megatron. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so... Uh... Yeah, but that's what I'm going. So I'm hoping by next month I should have be able to get some pictures up on the page and everything. So the the Mazinger Z one might be a little, little bit later because I'm re- I'm going to focus more attention on the on Devastator first. Yeah, got to so. get got to get what you've started finished. Yep, <laughs> exactly. And then one of these days I'm going to get to those Cyclones. I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> or actually, we, we got one, Mosquito, weren't they? Yeah, they're Mosquito ones, yeah. Because they're all in Japanese anyway, so. Yep, I made those a long time ago. That was like three years ago now, Pat. <laughs> oh, <laughs> in the <wow>. beginning. <laughs> yeah, but I'm going to paint mine, so that's where we're getting a little different there. I painted mine because I think I had Did to. You? Yeah, because those were, uh, I think they were, were they colored? They might have been slightly colored, but they weren't the right colors. So yeah. I definitely painted them. Yeah. All right, so I think that's all I got for that. And uh, why don't we move on to Comstar now? Message from Comstar. And welcome to Comstar. This is our books and movies and video games and fire trucks. Uh, part of the section, so... <laughs> uh, why don't we start with Rob this time? Well, I got some news. We got some news coming out. Uh, they did announce that the release date for Obsolete Part 2, that was the, it was on YouTube series, that was really cool, but really short. Uh, Part 2 is coming out, it's, they said December 1st, 2021, that's a long ways away, I don't know if they meant 2020, or if they actually meant it's a, a year away, but... Oh, there is yeah, a, it is 2020. Yeah, there is a link to the, the, uh post in uh in the show notes that you can check it out but i loved obsolete that first series it's great and i guess in japan they're doing models for it from bandai but i haven't seen them in north america yet so if anybody knows if they're producing those in north america i would love to get some of those because it is a cool series just that i love the concept of it and how it's like one little the the mech is like one base but they all the different factions change what what they do with it and it's they all look totally different even it's all based on the same Substructure, kind of. Yeah, this so. is the one that were all different short stories, right? 
Yeah, it was all like the future world where aliens kind of traded, I forget what they traded for, I think it was something like water or something, they traded mech technology, and but these mechs are kind of like, they, they gave them the mechs kind of, it wasn't the technology, they gave them these little, and they could have as many as they want. And it was, I think they're like semi-intelligent, these things. And you kind of strap stuff onto them. You can ride them, but you, it's kind of, it's an interesting concept. And there's a lot more to explore. But then like a uh, terrorist would get them or or like warlords and stuff. So it's really interesting. And then there was like a kind of a bad guy mercenary group kind of coming into it, which the story was just getting going when it was only like five or six parts. So I can't wait for more of that. I wish it was a full series because it's really interesting. So we got that coming, but hopefully it's not actually over a year away. That is actually only a month away. That'd be much nicer. <laughs> uh, the Battletech Clans Kickstarter, the expansion for the game, is shipping now. Wave 1 is shipping. Everybody's getting their goodies. I haven't gotten mine yet. But I might do a... I always promise this, but maybe I'll actually do this time an unboxing for it. I'll film it for our uh, YouTube channel. I always promise and never do it, but maybe this time I'll actually do it. Yeah, I feel like we did. We've only done a few unboxings. I did a couple. Yeah, at the beginning we were doing more. We got to get back into that. I actually yeah. didn't bought much to unbox, anyways. But yeah, I done one for Escaflonite. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, well, we can't say much. We've we have also started a podcast about the uh, Transformers comics that we never finished either. So we're, <laughs> we all suck. That's what we've found out. But uh, oh, yeah, going on. I'm excited about that Kickstarter because it's a lot of stuff coming. Wave 1, which is great. And uh, also uh, one of our listeners and a great author, John Bear Ross, he's, he's got some merch for his uh, Junction World series. He's got somebody on Etsy selling uh, Mercenary Guild pins. And they were super cheap. I would buy one, but the shipping to Canada is stupid. But the link, once again, will be in the show notes. You can go and get your own Mercenary Guild from Junction World pin. And nice. I, I encourage everybody to go do that. Because it's cool yeah, looking. I think it's a cool. skull with cross chainsaws, which is great. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> pretty cool. Yeah. I might make Pat buy it for me. So we'll see. And uh, then the, the last thing was that Cybertron Spree. If don't, nobody knows what that is, it's a, it's a I band. I think this is in Canada. What's that? The Etsy? No. It says Canada Dollars. That's probably because of my link. It's because it's probably from the Canadian (laughs) Etsy store. Uh, But, uh, yeah, Cybertronic Spree. It's a band that dresses up like Transformers and does rock songs. They're awesome. Yeah. Well, they just, uh, a couple years ago or last year, they did a Kickstarter for their their whole cover of the entire um, Transformers the Movie soundtrack. And they just released a video for their song cover of Dare to be Stupid by Weird Al Yankovic. And it's hilarious. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So you, it's on YouTube. The, once again, the link's in there. You can just type in Dare to be Stupid, stupid, and it'll pop up. But uh, it's hilarious, and uh, you should watch those guys. And Brian, you had a little piece of news, too. Yeah, this, uh, this actually just uh, posted recently. It just came out, is that... Um, Polygon Pictures is developing a new Pacific Rim uh, anime for Netflix. Um, it'll be kind of in that same style of the, the 3D um, CG uh, as, as Blame and the, the Godzilla projects that have been on Netflix. And, uh, and so there's, there's 
not much out right now. They just released the, the first couple screenshots. Apparently, it's going to be two siblings uh, that are going to be piloting a Jaeger. So uh, that should be a really fun time. It's it's I'm excited. Like Pacific Rim was one of those IPs that kind of came out of nowhere, was stunning, and then like it seems like it, it's it's slowly trickled off as as you know Guillermo kind of became more and more detached from that project. Um, but it, it's it was you know it established a really cool universe and and uh, giant mechs to to play with and of course fighting massive kaiju and uh all sorts of other fun stuff going on there so uh i'm i'm kind of excited about this this should be a really neat thing yeah it's awesome uh like they had comic books for it which i read which are great but this is going to mm-hmm. be the next step hopefully it won't be like the altered carbon uh anime when that came out it killed the show so hopefully this uh will continue on as maybe a series of anime for pacific rim but yeah, uh fingers fingers crossed yeah Netflix is a weird thing. They they see exactly who's watched their stuff, so they know they know if it's worth making more or not. So they'll they'll see. So when this comes out, even if you don't want to watch it, just turn it on in the background and leave, and just get the numbers <laughs> up for the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. one way to do it. But um, but yeah, um, other things that uh, I've been up to is that uh, I finally got around to playing and finishing. Uh, the the solo campaign for Titanfall two, nice. Um, which I had a really great time playing that game. Like the the campaign, uh, we basically follow like uh, you know soldier soldier guy uh, who uh, gets gets uh, connected to one of the the titans in the the game who goes by BT, and so he's got you know a little AI um, uh, personality which became really endearing like d- despite the game the solo part being kind of on the shorter side since there is a very heavy emphasis on multiplayer mm-hmm. like i think even the first titanfall didn't have a single player because it was all multiplayer um but it it, it crafted a really uh cool cast of, of villains that are, are you know we were running up against and uh and just fun stompy giant robots and a whole bunch of, uh, it, it had a fun verticality too, to the actual, like, when you're running around as a, as a, a human, because you have, like, these little jump jets, and you can do all this wall running and stuff. It reminded me a lot of a, an old game series called Tribes. <laughs> Don't know if anyone has played that one. Oh, I was in a tribe clan. Yeah. Oh, God, I, I wasted so much time on that game. It's it's a really fun game. Uh, in, in a you know, it, it kind of fell by the wayside as as everything went to to, to like Twitch style big things with tribes back in the day. It, it, you run around in, in jump jets and have different like power armor and and a, a huge array of weapons. But a big well, it was one of the first games that actually had rolls. Yeah, it had rolls and it also had projectile weapons. So it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't you click and it just like knows if you you killed somebody like oh yeah you hit the guy in the head it was no you you fire this thing and it will travel the distance uh and so like combined with the the jump jets and all the running around you could do it it was a really uh fun and creative like first person shooter game uh yeah, sadly things... i think it's 
it's defunct now. I think that franchise. <laughs> well, they brought it back for a little bit. There was a yeah. Tribes something else after Tribes 2. They had Tribes 3. Was it Ascend? Was that the I subtitle? Can't, I can't remember what it was, but that came back for a while, and it was nice uh, because I think it was... I think I say it was third like part. I think some, someone else took it over. It yeah. was Tribes Ascend. You're right, Tribes Ascend. Uh, but, that um, came back in 2012, and then it just then it just kind of fell off by the wage size. Yeah, it was it was a fun uh, game series, and uh, I, I think a lot of I, I had a lot of those kind of uh, fun memories and experiences when I was playing Titanfall. It, it reminded me a lot of. Uh, the fun times I would have playing tribes. And so, um, yeah, uh, Titanfall was a lot of fun. And then uh, there's this one uh, guy on Twitter that I follow who I think I mentioned him once before is like low poly games or something like that. Um, and like one of his, his big thing is that he just kind of shares little video clips of, like PlayStation One era uh, games, I, and I stumbled on him when he was doing a bunch of um, uh, Front Mission Three captions, and uh, but that's kind of got me on a uh, you know retro kick, if you will. So I'm I'm breaking out a couple of old um, games to to play through. Uh, right now I'm going to start with Xeno Gears, which I've I've had for a long time, but never played. And then I'm planning to pick up and play um, uh, Zone of the Enders one and two. So hmm. those should be that cool. should be a, a really fun time. Play some old Scott style games. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. I almost wanted to go back and play Metal Gear Solid One, but then I would remember like, mm. oh gosh, I will die so many times. Yeah, it's it was clunky. <laughs> it was very clunky. Yeah, that that was definitely a franchise that the controls got so much better by the very end. <laughs> but like anything before four, it, it was kind of a nightmare to play. No, oh, yeah, it's like so unintuitive what you what each control does, and mm. yeah, I remember it not being. Once you get into it, you learn it, and then you try to play another game, and it was all backwards because that game didn't make sense. So, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and it's super hard to go from the end backwards. <laughs> if if you just pick up the you know uh, Metal Gear Solid after not playing any any of them for a while, oh, I'm sure it'd I'm be sure crazy. It'll it'll be a little easier, but uh, but going going like because I just finished playing um, five, <laughs> going back to one would have would have been a disaster. <laughs> but, well. uh, but yeah, so that's, that's kind of what I've been up to. And, uh, I think I also mentioned, I'm still reading through, uh, star Wars rogue squadron, uh, from the old yeah. legend series. I was going to say the old one. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, you know, following wedge and Tilly's and all, all these other fan fiction characters. <laughs> oh, it, don't tell me about that. It's definitely, it's kind of fascinating um, reading some of those old books again because I think that one even predates the prequel series. Mm-hmm. And so there's, like, Coruscant is a huge factor in it. And so just 
kind of reading up on how Coruscant was depicted back then, and just the the state of the fiction, as it were, um, is kind of fascinating to do. But uh, definitely, definitely looking forward to to finishing that one up and and getting back into like a whole bunch of the Dead Zone short stories and stuff like that. <laughs> nice. But uh, so. that's enough about me. How about you, Pat? Uh, actually, I don't have too much as far as Comstar is concerned now. Uh, I did start uh, the new Battletech book by our good friend Brian. Brian? Not this Brian. Brian. <laughs> Not this Brian. Brian Young. Brian. Um, you don't want me so, to write a Battletech book yet. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that's really all I got as far as books. I mean, I've been... I uh, brought out the armor book again for Devastator. <laughs> <laughs> for paying tips on Devastator, but other than that, uh, I didn't get into any comics. Uh, finished reading the RPG for Robotech last month. Oh, we have been reading uh, comics, it, Pat. We read uh, Ultraman. Ultraman? Yeah, Ultraman, right? Oh, yeah. I forgot you sent me the Ultraman books. So, New yeah, series Ultraman from yeah. Marvel. Marvel's put out really Ultraman. Good. Yeah, it looks really good. And uh, if you're a big Ultraman fan like me from back in the day, uh, it's a it's a must read, I think. Uh, especially yeah. if you like the Netflix cartoon. Yeah, it's kind of like the origin of Ultraman so far. We just had the human combine with the Ultra to make the Ultra Man. I think we're on, I think it's the issue two we're on right now. Currently, issue two, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. So it's from Marvel um, Comics. So check that out too. Do check it out, yeah. especially if you're old. If you're old like I am, and used to watch that kid that TV show in black and white. <laughs> Nobody's that old, Pat. Come on. Oh, God. I watched that show on Black and White for God's sakes. It has a rerun. <laughs> uh, such such memories. I just want to quote Back to the Future at you. What's a rerun? What's re- <laughs> <laughs> You'll find out. Uh, uh, so far, I'm very, very, very captivated by Brian's book. Uh, I'm glad to see new mech books coming out that are that are nice to read. Yeah. Um, not that I read a really bad one, I don't think. Yeah, some of the early ones weren't great, but, uh, like, I've I've gone through quite a bit of them now. And, uh, yeah, generally the Battletech books are really well written. Like, like the Grognards complain about, oh, it's not exactly right to the rules and stuff. Like, oh, you can't do that and you can't do this. And it's like, well, no, but it makes good stories, right? So Yeah, definitely. Sit so. back and enjoy them instead of picking them apart. I think that's the key. Yeah, so if you haven't gotten the new book, definitely get it. Along with your Honor's Gauntlet. Honor's Gauntlet by Brian Young. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, again, I feel like when I'm doing more hobby stuff, my books other and other things fall, <laughs> fall to the wayside. I could never do both. Like, I can't choose. It's hard to get a good balance. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, then let's uh, move on to the back bay and uh, start our little roundtable here uh, with the things in the world today. It got me thinking. Uh-oh. Now entering the mech bay hangar. All right. Welcome to the mech bay, where today's topic is inspired to me by things going on in the world today. Uh, try not to make this too deep. Or political in a sense, but it did get me thinking. Uh, with all the crazy things that are happening with police and 
the ramifications of everything else that's going on. And it made me think about uh, mechs in policing, because we did talk a lot about Pat, <coughs> excuse me, Pat Labor. <laughs> we talk a lot about Pat. <laughs> yeah, we do talk a lot about Pat. <laughs> about Pat Labor, and we talked a little bit about uh, the Ed 209 since you built it, the 3D thing mm-hmm. last time, Rob, and it got me thinking about mechs as police force or in police force and said ramifications of it. Uh, the types, if we were to go that route, what kind of types would we go? Uh, like, do you feel uh, that like the Ed 29 complete robot, AI controlled, <laughs> or you think we should be, if we went this route, we should be going the route of human-controlled robots or even go as so far as to go the cyborg Robocop route. Um, I'm sure each one has its own pros and cons. Uh, I mean, the next step could even be uh, an officer in a mech suit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't feel like, I feel like that would just keep us in the same position that we're at now, but now someone would just be in armor. <laughs> uh, so what, what, do you, what do you guys think about that? Uh, I'm very interested to see what Rob says about, since he's our quote unquote resident foreigner. <laughs> foreigner. <laughs> well, well, also a resident. <laughs> resident alien. Like, uh, I guess some of the pros would be, if we used, say, like an Ed 209 robot slash mech. I'm really cu- curious to how you're going to have a pro for Ed 209. <laughs> I said like Ed 209. I didn't say the Ed 209 because he was definitely <laughs> flawed. Definitely make sure definitely, people comply. <laughs> Even when they comply. Definitely, Even when definitely, they... definitely flawed. So, uh, again, and then that, speaking of even the flawed, then, so then. Uh, we've talked about this in several episodes before, especially making reference to that. Uh, uh, I, I think Brian, you liked this movie, so I'm going to be very delicate when I say this stupid plane movie with Jamie Fox. <laughs> oh, the stealth movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so stupid plane movie. Jamie Fox. <laughs> <laughs> Good description. Uh, well, it, do it we, worked. Do obviously. we worry about? Yeah. Do we worry about giving a robot? too much power, see, and then run the risk of getting an Ed 209 just gunning people down. Well, if we've learned anything from uh, from Terminator is that the robots always have our best interests in mind. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, it, you know, it, it is it is an interesting question, like, you, like you're saying. Um, so so I'll, I'll, to kind of pull the example of Pat Labor, like we've, we've been talking about, like, that show's great about kind of going over the mundanity of having a giant robot police force um, who's for the most part only called out when other giant robots are running amok. Yeah. They, uh, that they have like strict rules about when they can come out. Like that. Yeah. I think they, they a few times are pulled out when they're not supposed to, and it, it causes trouble, but yeah, they're, they're meant to come against the, the, like there's a bunch of mechs there for industrial uses and people go crazy in them and try to destroy stuff. And that's when you send out those guys. Mm-hmm. But, like, with that, like, uh, such a, a huge part of that uh, series is devoted to kind of how 
how much collateral damage our, yeah. our pilots cause because they're uh, brash or uh, nervous or you know, gun happy, gun happy, <laughs> yeah. all sorts of stuff like that. Um, and and you know, the, it, it becomes political in the show when it's just like we we don't want this team to come out here because they're terrible. Um, but that's it, just, it, I think that's necessarily the team though, because the other team, like team, what is it, one and two? I think that's who they are. Team yeah, one yeah. is like they like team one. Team one does the job and doesn't destroy buildings and doesn't ruin a whole street. <laughs> it's team yeah, two that's just they're nuts. <laughs> team team one is good, but like yeah. for whatever reason, like it, it's part of the show where team two actually gets the new prototype stuff. Yeah, and team one has the old, um, you know, stuff that. that Wow. Barely, you know, functioning and just is not up to par with the state of the yard anymore. Um, well, I do so, think it's implied because the one person in Team Two is the son of the guy who owns the company. So I think it's implied that there's some nepotism going on there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> even though he doesn't, he doesn't want, want it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, like that's 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 one side, right? So yeah, it, I mean, it's, it's you not, have it's not too far to even think about a force like that. With yeah. their advancement in robotics, I mean, Kyle Drogo, I'm just looking right now on the, on the mobile on radio page that Kyle Drogo put a video of that uh, mech thing, and it's wrecking cars. Right. Oh, yeah. It's got, like, it's got these Alvin tests. So, uh, and then now you got the Gundam walking. Yeah. That's <laughs> and recently, Elon Musk is, is the person who I knew would be the one to make giant robots, said in a tweet, I think, was, isn't it time we have some giant walking robots? <laughs> And then a bunch of people are like, I can help you design it. I helped design this robot for this show. And so mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised within the next couple of years, we will get these things. Yeah. And um, like, like in my head, it's going to start by going like the power loader route from like yeah. aliens and kind of building on up. But, uh, you know, it, it's, it is, it is a neat uh, thing to, to kind of toy with where, you have they have the pilots, and so there there's a bit of of agency, of of training and, and intuition um, that that you know is often at least in storytelling absent from a an AI system. Um, and then you you kind of have on on the flip of that, you know, we we mentioned Ed two hundred nine, where it's a uh, you know to some extent there's there's an AI running it, whether or not you know. The level of intelligence might be up for debate. Yeah. But, um, you know, obviously it, it struggles in, in RoboCop, uh, to, to know when, when to, uh, deal out some justice. Yeah. And, or, you know, that's, maybe again, that's right. also, re- <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. Who in the villains sense. of the movie were, that's for sure. <laughs> well, that's true. Uh, I mean, I guess then if this, these were viable options in today. Mm-hmm. Uh, would these be viable answers to some of the problems that we are having? No. No, they would not. I mean, if you do a drone, I'm sorry to interrupt that. Uh, no, if you go the drone route where you're controlling said robot, not an AI, you take away the physical danger of someone, do you think they make better rational decisions then when they're not in the heat of the moment or in what? physical danger in itself? Well, the problem with that is that they've shown that with military use of drones, that the people on the other end are more willing to shoot and kill because they're not there 
and it's like a video game to them. Like it, you, you distance yourself from the actual act, and it it is a, psychologically much more easy to do things that you you wouldn't do if you were actually there. So yeah, I think so dehumanizes the whole thing. Sure. Yeah, like it turns it the like you. I forget what they call it. Disassociation. They call it that they yeah. you're not there, so it doesn't it really. It's not real. So. You definitely don't want that on your own people. Like, <laughs> that's the time no, you need I, compassion I, and you need. <laughs> so a drone would be, I think, one of the. It wouldn't be the worst. I think. Well, AI is hard because our AI currently is not smart enough, and the AI in science definitely. fiction is always bad. Definitely. Like, you yes. have you? Is there any AI in any science fiction? Uh, maybe Data in in uh, in um, Star Trek, but is there any AI that's ever good? Like it doesn't happen. I was going to mention um, I Robot, the the Will Smith movie. Yeah, now, whether or not oh, people yeah. he, like he that movie. Yeah, Sun well. was was a, a goon, but it also is that example of um, kind of robots being uh, an integral part of society and everything, like and and how people kind of treat them, and and so on and so forth. Um, so uh, there would definitely be like I could see a transition period that would not be great. Hopefully it doesn't go full on matrix uh, yeah. <laughs> with the, uh, the second Renaissance section mm-hmm. of the animatrix. If anyone's seen that uh, where, where the, you know, the robots, when they, they kind of first get their intelligence, people respond poorly, we'll say. And, um, and I, and I mean, uh, we still have a lot of new stories kind of broaching that particular advent. Like um, I think overwatch, uh, has it there in my opinion overwatch is not great at telling its story uh since it's you know first and foremost a, a multiplayer game you mean a blizzard uh, game that doesn't tell a story very well never <laughs> <laughs> but um but but that that's at the the crux of it is is that there was a robot uh uprising and uh culling if you will and then it, it kind of Things kind of uh, another race of robots kind of came out of the ashes of that and and are looking to live peaceful peaceably, um, but to to kind of bring it back to your 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 question, I, I feel like the first step will be AI based um, a- after after we kind of move away from remote control. Um, whether that that's piloting or, or like you're you're sitting in a truck and controlling something or, or what have you, uh, I, I do feel like the next round from that would be um, very simple AI. Basically, they're designed to perform a task, and so with um, I, I know like even right now they're actually uh, starting to work with uh, little robots for firefighting. Mm. Um, they, they're they're kind of repurposing the the ones that they use for sweeping bombs and stuff, um, in the the Middle East to uh, have a bit more of a peaceful but purposeful existence um, closer to home. Yeah. And so I, I could I could see, you know, like a traffic uh, meter or something like that, uh, like rolling up and saying, hey. You know, here's a parking ticket. <laughs> kind of take, take out the mundane, the, well, the mundane jobs, right? Because we have we have to automate, right? <laughs> I guess uh, then, if we are still talking Ed Two and Nine Robot, mm. uh, I guess you could make an argument for if it's 
not human endangering anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, the controller or slash officer, then you could said equip robot with more non non I guess non lethals or yeah, uh, because there's no danger. Yeah, it's not going to get shot. Yeah, if it was, I mean, it, it might get shot, but there's not there's damage. No danger. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So then you don't have to retaliate with said lethal force anymore. Yeah. Mm. I mean, that's my, that's one of the pros well, I was thinking of. That's the idea of bomb disposal, right? That's why you have bomb disposal yeah. robots now, is because you send it into a place that you don't want a human to go. And that would make sense, if, especially in non-combat roles, like it, thinking of, definitely for police, but even military, you don't want robots involved with the decision of life and death kind of stuff. You want it with, uh, like you say, more mundane things or things that are too dangerous for a human to do, but yet, you so, know. So, like, the, and not to get too political, um, <laughs> even though obviously this is a touchy subject, especially. Yeah, it's, it's a fun one. I, I, get, I definitely get it's a fun one, which but is like why the, I kind of wanted to talk about it. Yeah, the, the space, I could definitely see a lot of maybe you might say hasty decisions to implement it. I could see, like, in a, a riot. Um, style event, right? Where you don't want to put uh, police, you know, necessarily in danger, um, as well as, you know, trying to prevent escalation uh, of any kind. Um, yeah. Where where a you know robot of of some design, you know, likely intimidating in in some respect, whether by size or um, it just just bulk of it but uh like armed with non-lethal measures such as um i I, i'm not as well versed uh and and what qualifies as lethal these days yeah there's plenty of ways well it'd be like gas like smoke smoke grenades or something like that even though those have become lethal recently but (laughs) but even use some kind of knockout gas you could use like a a taser in a sense uh Judge Dredd has the best. They have the uh, they have knockout gas, but they also have this stuff like it's like a it's like a goo kind of that shoots out and just everybody gets stuck, and then you have to everybody's just stuck, and so they later on come you have to get out of it. They send like a spray that'll take it away, and they just like, arrest everybody. It's, it's <laughs> I mean, insta crash foam. Yeah, kind of yeah, thing. yeah. That's right. Yeah. I mean, and in, in, in all honesty, that I'm sure that's not so far away because we oh, have I, plenty of chemicals. Like, yeah, yeah. It, the so, question I mean, is how carcinogenic it would be. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, um, they so, just, I mean, so, so another franchise that that strikes me, uh, and this will this will I think lead into your cyborg uh, discussion. Uh, two franchises that come to mind are the Deus Ex uh, video game franchise and yeah. uh, and uh, Ghost in the Shell. I think for, for both sides. Cyborgs, so like yeah. in, um, in Deus Ex, uh, one of the things that, uh, is taking, it takes place in, in a futuristic Detroit for the, the first, uh, or the, I'll say the human revolution, um, game, the, the reboot series in that. Um, and they have like robots that are stored in these just like giant blocks. They're just cubes. And then they activate them and they just kind of stand up. And tell people to disperse. <laughs> uh, and, and for those that haven't played like the uh, Human Revolution, there 
is heavily inspired by RoboCop. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's no coincidence that it takes place in Detroit, and it involves a human that gets a whole bunch of you know uh, augmentations to his body after he gets like shot up, <laughs> and becomes a super detective. Yeah. Well, it makes sense for giant robots to do crowd control. That's why they use horses, right? Nowadays, mm-hmm. it's it because you can't really resist the horse. A horse is going to push you. You cannot hurt it, but no. Once again, though, people don't want to hurt a horse, but they would fight yeah. back against yeah. a robot, you know. Yeah. But even so, they'd, they'd club a human, but not a horse. Yeah, it, where it, I think it's the 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 values, or not even the values. I guess it's just the well, compassion. You feel compassion towards yeah. a non sentient animal, right? It's not their fault, or mm-hmm. their. But I guess a robot, if you make it strong enough, it still have the same effect. You just have to make sure that it wouldn't just roll over people and crush them, right? Like mm-hmm. even horses, they they have that effect too. If you get stamped, you know, if you fall down, you might get crushed by a horse. But generally, it's there just to push people back. Like usually, they use it in like New Orleans during Mardi Gras and stuff to control those mm-hmm. kind of crowds. I don't think they use them much in like actual. I guess they do a bit in riots, but mostly it's for crowd control, not so much violent crowds. So, but I can see that for. For that kind of idea to, especially if you have soft padding on the outside of the robot, so it could just still push things without hurting people, you know? Sure. It's almost like moving barriers, like, like not sentient, but I guess smart barriers, which can just move people into, away from where you want them to be moved, right? Or even, or even around them up, too, if you make a circle, you know? Uh, yeah. It's, uh. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, you're going to brought up Ghost in the Shell. The thing with Ghost in the Shell is they're all cyborgs, but most everybody else is cyborgs too. So it's cyborgs mm-hmm. patrolling cyborgs. And even them, they're, they're like almost CIA. Like they're, they shouldn't be operating on, on their own soil. They, like, <laughs> yeah, they, they occupy a really interesting space in the, in that, uh, the environment where they're security section nine, right? Yeah. So, uh, like in a way they are a, a police force, but they, they're like, a SWAT team, really, you know, special yeah. weapons and tactics. I guess they're anti-terrorists, uh, technically, but they yeah. they really deal with a wide remit of what they have to do. <laughs> it's a pretty broad definition. Yeah. But, um, like, that, that show deals, like, I, I think one of the opening episodes in Standalone Complex is this uh, kind of runaway tank that has mm. an old AI uh, human imprint in its brain and it wants to like go home. And so it tears around town. Um, and our characters are trying to stop it with all sorts of, for the most part, non-lethal means. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it, it's, and, and I, and I think it's okay just for, for the sake of discussion, we're kind of leave out to the, the people necessarily like, and, and that perspective on, you know, how people would react to yeah. being confronted with, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a robot to to disperse a crowd kind of thing, because, um, yeah. I mean that that that's its own I think worthy of its own discussion. No well, matters yeah. how it came about. If all of a sudden a robot just shows up as a police thing, but I think you're right. They would show up first as construction vehicles, mm-hmm. and so I think people would yeah. get used to them seeing them in other roles, and then it would just be obviously move into that role also. Yeah. But, uh, do you yeah, think it, we'd get to the point where it would be AI? And then, because granted that, you know, there's the, the, the two polar opposites in movies and fiction today, since we don't have a true AI. Um, yeah. Well, the, um, 
Well, like another one that comes to mind is like Chappie, right? Yeah. So, so Johnny like a little, Five Alive. Yeah, Johnny exactly. Five. Yeah, same idea. Yeah. A little, a little biped robot, um, and and again, kind of pulling from iRobot, where at some point I could really see um, these, you know, having having AIs as servants of some kind. Yeah. And then from from there, kind of the natural growth is like, okay, well, we want to automate part of our police force uh, or, you know, some some kind of it's, it's just the, the natural step of automating. It's like, okay, we know this thing can, um, you know, be a desk sergeant, you know, it can take down notes and, and stuff. We know it could uh, be a, a shield to a, a human. Uh, you know, a living police officer. Maybe it's a partnership kind of thing where you have your your AI bots that kind of goes in initially, and then the human is the backup. Um, yeah, that's it's uh, currently in uh, Judge Dread comics. They they've just recently allowed mechs mechs to be judges because they had, they had a big shortage of judges caused by other <laughs> issues. But uh, so they've allowed these robots to become judges and Judge Red was against it at first because he's always had trouble with fighting, having to fight these robots. But it's shown that, yeah, they could do things that the judges can't do. Like you say, go in first and not have to worry about getting shot. They could just go in and and neutralize the situation before yeah, they, humans get hurt. Have that, you don't have that fear amping you up and maybe making you do something that you wouldn't well, normally do in the first place. You know what I'm saying? The thing with Judge yeah, Dredd is... There's, it's, there's something to be said about emotions, is I guess where I'm going with this. Yeah, but you also mm-hmm. need compassion, right? But uh, the thing with Judge Dredd is it's also a fascist society. So <laughs> right. everybody's a criminal. So you don't have to worry about uh, worry about people getting in the way because they've done something wrong, obviously, anyways. So yeah. it's a lot easier. Like in real world, it's, it's a lot harder because there is, you know... There is innocent people, especially if it's not in, in necessarily in riot situations. If they're going to a apartment complex where there's a hostage situation, there's going to be other people in the area and hostages and stuff. That's a lot harder because you want someone to be able to talk someone down. I think that's the key. Is is? But look at Moon, that the robot for Moon. That was uh, he was a personal support worker or whatever it was. Maybe it'll be that kind of thing where people will almost trust the robot more because it's not going to lie to them, kind of thing. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's unless, I think the role that the interest. Read the book I Robot, <laughs> <laughs> which there's a fascin like so I, like I think part of this discussion if people haven't uh, read it yet go read um, the the I Robot book. Uh, it's very different from the movie, um, in in that it's a bunch of like short uh, stories that are all kind of challenging the, those three laws of robotics, mm-hmm. you know, don't harm a human, um, you know, can't do anything to endanger a human and, uh, protect can't itself. do anything to know, <laughs> knowingly harm yourself kind of thing. Yeah. And, uh, there's, there's this great one about, uh, a robot being worried about hurting people's feelings. <laughs> and so it kind of tells them what they want to hear. <laughs> Well, that's it, really. Well, that's what a hostage why. negotiator does, though, right? Hostage nego- yeah. negotiators do tell people what they want to hear to try to de-escalate situations. So that would work for that situation. But yeah, you don't want it to yeah. uh, do it in your personal life. Like if you had a, a assistant, you don't want it lying to you all the time. Right. Right. <laughs> so, you know, it, it it is a really fun um, 
space to to experiment with and and i think i do think uh you know we've, we've got a lot of evidence that fiction uh in in a lot of ways drives fact uh and I, I don't mean that in the making up facts way. I mean that in the, uh, you know, it inspires yeah, it ideas yeah. to, yep. to create the thing. It's like, oh, we could make this a reality. You know, look at half the stuff on Star Trek. Uh, I even saw a meme the other day talking about the Jetsons, uh, and how it was, you know, working from home, video conferencing, uh, tele, tele doctors and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm just waiting for us to be living in cities above the smog clouds, yeah. but um, <laughs> uh, no, I, I think it's I think with the the creative uh, energies driving kind of the discussion on robotics uh, can lead to a lot of uh, great like use case scenarios that like then creators can be like okay we want to make sure that this doesn't happen yeah terminator has been a great example of that it's like okay let's just make sure this doesn't happen well that's why elon musk is so against ai like he that's why i don't think ai is getting much push in the states because the people that want it would spend money on it people like elon musk's are very against ai so i think the the ai discussion in in the states is and it's kind of fascinating. I'm, I'm kind of curious what it is in the, in the rest of the world. Um, well, obviously, Japan, know. it's a big thing. <laughs> yeah. They're building well, robots know, all like, the time. Yeah. I was just going to say, like, I know one of the, the shows that's coming out, like, on, on Fox, uh, that they, they've got airing with, like, football and everything like that, is this show called Next, which is about this AI that goes rogue, and, and apparently... And so, uh, AI always go rogue. Why can't we have a movie that where AI does go rogue? You know, that's kind of the that's kind of the thing I'm I keep getting back to, and and it's like you know it doesn't always have to go that way. But of course, like Ridley Scott's uh, got that on his brain right now with all the alien, uh, like the Prometheus and Alien Covenant, and, and that uh, uh, what's like, that Wolves show that yeah, new TV yeah, show he does too? Wolves. Yeah, uh, you know that that's. I'm curious where that one goes, because, um, but even like Westworld and everything like that, like we've got a lot of fiction out there and, and, and mainstream media, like when you really come down to it, it's like, this is mainstream media, uh, that's focused on the dangers of, uh, it's, 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 it's our new Frankenstein's monster, right? Yes. Um, I agree. Which ironically is like the first science fiction novel um and and it, it's it's apparently a tale as old as time <laughs> we keep coming back to it is like well what happens when we create the thing and it doesn't do exactly what we want it to do yeah so well, another thing with mechs it? yeah it was just that uh especially in giant mechs you have to have a reason for them like in battletech they have police mechs and stuff and but you have to have a reason. You have, it's one of those things where you uh, you don't have you don't have make a uh, solution for something unless you have a problem, right? We don't have a problem that you need giant mechs to be patrolling our streets. Like it's there's yeah. no no problem that's that big yet. That's like once again Pacific Rim. You have giant kaiju coming, and you need these giant robots, right? So mm-hmm. the question is, what what would be the uh, impetus to need these things <laughs> roaming the streets? 
Like Pat well, Labor once again, they would have the construction mechs going crazy and stuff like that. It's just uh, that's a good point. I mean, uh, my I guess my uh, it was just in my head when I was thinking about what others. I mean, we're talking. I forget what I think. I was watching something on the on the news or something that made me think. Well, I'm hearing all these other people's different things. I go, what? Other option could there be that's not being said at this on the, at, in this roundtable that I'm watching? Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, well, so then I went with I, I thought Ed Two Hundred Nine and RoboCop and all those other versions of law enforcement mecca, uh, and it made me wonder if that was even a viable option if we had the. The capability. Well, Robocop is obviously the best option because he's he's the best <laughs> of both worlds, right? <laughs> he's got the yeah. conscious, but he and he's a good cop, but he still can kick ass. So, yeah. and he's living in a world where the bad guys have already won, so it makes sense. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I I do think there there is, you know, there there really could be that that great middle ground where, um, it, like you were saying earlier, like so much of recent events a lot of it is kind of triggered by anxiety and and strong emotions and things kind of getting out of hand uh where where life becomes threatened in some in some capacity and it's like if you could remove that threat uh you know from from the equation or or that danger uh could be decreased in some way like would that escalation even happen um, and, and, you know, how do you just thread that needle? It's like, do you, do you, uh, you know, provide more armor? Um, I always think of, I forget what documentary or something I was watching once. It was about the, the Abrams tank and they were talking about how, you know, the, the armor and everything that they built there with those, those tanks are just, you know, is, is so strong and good. It's like, we we made it so the soldiers feel invincible because they then they can do things that only invincible people can. Yeah. Um, that sounds scary. <laughs> and that's kind yeah. of the opposite of what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. Like the 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 flip of that is is kind of the control, right? Where it's like, okay, you want to then make sure that 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 invincibility is not abused. Yeah. Um, and so do do you? then have to remove that kind of human element, if you will, that so that you have something that has very strict control. Yeah, because, uh, as always, yeah. power cr- creates corruption, right? And creates yeah. people who abuse power, so to have that so much you, power under their control, that might be a bad sign. Back, then we loop back around to the AI discussion. So yeah. it, it's kind of a continual circle here, which is what I was... In, in my own head going round and round with. <laughs> yeah, you get to, you, there's, like you say, there's AI, at least it has, it doesn't, it's not going to use its power as long as it's programmed correctly, which it, at 209 yeah. was not programmed correctly. That's the problem with him. <laughs> garbage in, garbage yeah, out, I'm right? Just saying <laughs> that the bad guys were in the room, and so he's just like, eh. <laughs> but, uh. Ed 209 knew what was up. Yeah. He was I in mean, a, Ed 209 could be a viable solution if. Well, if it was programmed right correctly, program, it's not, yeah. yeah. If the right program is 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 though we his vulnerability is falling downstairs. So yeah, I was I was about to say that I'm like we just need to figure out how to get him upstairs. 
Uh, we Jeez make an Ed 209-esque robot. Mm-hmm. We cross the Ed 209 with the Pat LeBoy robots. Well, they never climb stairs. They just stomp around the city. <laughs> but uh, well, yeah. Mem- so. you always have to remember also uh, the gold, good old uh, words of wisdom from the, the most intelligent human being on the uh, whoever ever was created is uh, you don't want uh, th- these kind of military things as your police force also. Because mm-hmm. uh, as as General or Commander Adama once said, there's a reason you separate military and the police. <laughs> One fights the enemies of the state; the other serves and protects the people. When the military yeah. become both, then the enemies of the state tend to become the people. So always mm-hmm. listen to Adama, like <laughs> yeah, he's a wise man. You don't want uh, you don't want your mil- your police to become military, which unfortunately is kind of what's happening in the states, only because it's they want it's people wanting to sell products to. To the police, right? To, they <laughs> right. want to sell these tanks and stuff because they they don't have enough wars to sell them. They they produce too many, so you got to sell them somewhere. And I think that's Which causing a lot of issues. Other discussion in my mind too. Well, yeah, but yeah. that's why mechs would used to be the next level for that, right? Like you don't want giant mechs only being used as a police force because mech companies want to sell their product. Yeah. It's right. checks and balances, which is a problem with government. There isn't enough. <laughs> There's never enough checks I, and balances. <laughs> I guess. Uh, I guess then to kind of wrap this segment up, then uh, we'll just go so, around viable cy- option cy- or not viable <laughs> option. I was going to say cyborgs. It seems to be the one that that wins the best. <laughs> yeah, I think so I, because I it's it's especially full body cyborgs like um ghost in the shell cuz even if they get destroyed as long as the brain's not destroyed or it's backed up you're fine so and they still have the the emotions and the the conscience as long as you have the right people in the job which is always important that they're going to be able to do their job without losing control kind of thing yeah and, and fear of not dying you don't necessarily have to have a lethal retaliation mode or equipment, in a sense, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so you don't I, automatically I do, respond, yeah. In a sense, I think it's a viable option if we were there technologically. Yeah. But we are not there technology, so in, in a perfect world, I think, of, I think in a perfect world, a, a, a nice option in... In terms of what's happening today. Well, yeah. It's, it's, what do you guys think? Viable I think option, it's, option. It matters what you're trying to solve, what problem you're trying to solve. Mm-hmm. Just sure. trying to solve just a general problem is, is not going to solve the issue. Yeah. Just because your yeah. military is, or your police are better doesn't mean it's going to solve the issues you actually have. Well, I, it, mean, it, it, I think the issue, well, that's, this is all, that, that's another debate. Yeah. What the, what the problem is, so. Yeah, exactly. So like, in in my mind, that the the best solution that at least has kind of presented itself in fiction um, it seems to be like the like an AI driven uh, or, or an AI robot who's partnered with a human uh, when when technology gets to that level. Um, there was there was a show starring Carl Urban, and no, I'm not talking. Oh about yeah, it was Jones awesome. Dread. 
Uh, it was like Being Human or something yep, like that. That was a great show. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was that was on Fox. That was actually a really good show. It got canceled it a, way too soon. <laughs> it was a really great show. It got canceled because they but, kept showing the episodes out of order. Well, uh, that's Fox. Fox. Oh, hey, who? They have no sense. I don't get it. Um, <laughs> and uh, but like that was that was a really fun show, and it, it kind of demonstrated that. Um, I think the video game Detroit Being Human. Uh, does something similar. Um, I haven't played that one. It's from the guy that did the heavy rain and, uh, beyond two souls. Um, David cage, I think is his name, which, which can be, uh, some people love him. Some people hate him. Um, but, um, like that, I feel kind of, you get the best marriage of both of those worlds, right? Where you have, you have the invincibility, but it's in, uh, it's contained within something that you have much more control over, but then you also have that human voice and intuition and, and um, you know, and inherent um, compassion and, and whatnot that can read a situation uh, better than maybe a machine that just can't intake all the variables Um and so, like, the, the, with the two of them paired together, I think is, uh, and, and maybe this is just because I just played Titanfall, where that was the case, where you're running around and, and my, my Titan is this little AI bot, but I can, like, join forces with him. Um, it, it's, I feel like that, that provides the, the best balance between the two. I think if you go solo, where it's it's humans that are practically invincible, then you you start that's that slippery slope that or dangerous slope of uh, power creep and and just that you know that loss of humanity, right? Um, that's what the boys is about, right? You have all this power, so. and you don't you no longer need to care about how you affect other people. Like like the rules yes. just don't need to apply to you then, mm-hmm. um, and. And like on the on the, the other side, it's like having a machine that just cannot. Um, obviously, they might get there sometime, but uh, yeah, and like, until you get a, a true AI, which is just the yeah. same as being a person, then. But there's no pretty, they pretty they can't much. sympathize with you. <laughs> the singularity is near. Yeah, well, that's 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 everybody just becoming uh, one. So <laughs> then all the problems will be solved. Right. Um, yeah. Individuality is always the issue, right? <laughs> yeah, and so that, I guess that's that's kind of where I I land on. I do think it's viable. Um, giant giant robots policing us. I'm not quite sure. Like like Rob was saying, I think it really we kind of need a a justification for why we would need them that big. Um, and uh, and and you know it there's a, there's a lot of inherent danger just by it being big <laughs> as, yeah, as, yeah, as part definitely. of the problem. Um, but I mean, you know, it's, you know, we've got police rolling around in, in tanks essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, true. so it, it could be very easily a natural progression. It, it is something where, um, you know, we, we like to sell off, uh, military surplus as it's called. And, uh, and yeah, uh, it's, so I'm I'm really trying hard not to get on a soapbox about something. Yeah, I am too. So which is it's like just a very hard topic. Yeah, it, but I felt it, like it was something 
to, but, to uh, chit chat about. So yeah, yeah, and like I said, I think everyone who who's intrigued by this this uh, discussion, like it, obviously we we we've talked around it because there there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to consider. Uh, I definitely recommend reading the book iRobot. Um, there's a lot of really fascinating uh, scenarios that that logic puzzle is kind of thrust up against and uh you know it's it's very cool to see how it comes out the other side or if it does um and what that looks like so uh for me i guess uh to put an end cap on my thoughts uh like i said just kind of the moderation and all things uh, i think <laughs> having both paired together in in a you know a, a collaborative effort uh, could really be a, a very positive um, improvement. Yeah, definitely. All right, good talk. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 it is. It's it's very. It could get deeper than what we did, uh, which is uh, another discussion, I guess. But uh, I didn't want to get too deep with it. Um, Seems as we're just talking about Mecca, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, it's it's something to think about. So uh, that's a we'll call it a wrap, and let's head out to the expo. Let's exfil out of here. All right, guys, time to exfil. Uh, I thought that was a really cool discussion we had today, especially in lieu of what's happening in the world today. Uh, uh, again, this, this discussion go much deeper in such uh, many ways um, yeah. and in different directions. But, you know, for our general purposes, I think it's kind of cool to, to think or even fantasize a little bit of, like you said, the iRobot kind of guys or even the Ed 209s walking around. Mm-hmm. Uh, see if you can get them to walk down some stairs without falling. <laughs> And, and and I think uh, for those that like to continue the discussion in, in uh, you know in, in Discord or on, on Facebook and whatnot, um, I think I think to keep things civil, um, since, since we are talking about police in particular, we can maybe leave out uh, discussions on like why people might be rioting and things yeah. like that. Um, yeah, definitely. Because obviously there there are many reasons why people might riot. Um, uh, so, you know, presumably, uh, hopefully, some of them are good. Sometimes they might not be right. Uh, it, it's it's uh, it can be a wash. So I think you know, just for our own sake, we've we've had such a great positive uh, community here. We are we are you know mostly talking about some some fictional you know what could be's um, and and you know if if you know we we're want to just kind of continue that we don't want to um necessarily poo-poo anybody's ideas or 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 anything like that but obviously this is uh can be kind of uh political which some people um may take more more personally than others um so we only ask that you you keep it as a civil discussion try to focus on on the the giant robots and uh you know hopefully everything will be fine yeah definitely it's uh really about the robots for this discussion and I just like to say, vote Cthulhu. Yes, <laughs> he's not a robot. He's a kaiju. <laughs> he's a kaiju. 
now you know where my now you know where my uh, alliance lies. <laughs> so that's that's another discussion. Is Cthulhu really a kaiju? Oh. Ah. And so, how, how big do we have to build the mech to fight him? Exactly. So, well, on that yeah. note, I've been Chopper. I've been Brian. Now, I'm still Rob, and I will ban you. Uh, and I will ban you. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, if you're ever you not, we'll be worried. <laughs> and, and thanks for listening to Mobile Armor Radio. We will see you again in 30 days? How many, How many days, days are in November? <laughs> I think it's 30. There's 31 in October. All right, so 30 days. We'll see you guys yep. in 30 days. Have a great Thanksgiving if you're in the States. Thanksgiving? That was and like earlier this month, or last month. In the States, you crazy Canadians and your backwards Thanksgivings. Hope everyone in Canada had a great Thanksgiving as well. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it was great. Our numbers are like huge. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, everyone, thank you for listening. Bye bye. This has been Mobile Armor Radio. Join our Facebook group by searching for Mobile Armor Radio. Find us on Twitter at M Armor Radio. Find us on iTunes and visit our website, mobilearmorradio.podbean.com. Join us on the first of every month for more mecha discussion. Pat Pat refuses to do something so simple. He wanted a whole production. He did. wanted fireworks, the marching band, fire trucks. Well, we can. I can add those in post. <laughs> fire trucks. <laughs> It's radio. <laughs> I'm still confused about Hookers the fire trucks. Fire trucks. So that's an old reference for a movie that probably none of you two, none of you have seen. None of you whippersnappers. None of you young whippersnappers. So there was a movie long, a long time ago with Tom Hanks in it. Which one? Bachelor Party. Oh yeah. Oh, Bachelor Party. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it. I, I have not seen it, but I know of it. So one of the things was we were talking about this bachelor party is one crazy friend's like, yeah, we're going to have booze and hookers and fire trucks and hookers and a barbecue and hookers. <laughs> fire trucks. still makes no and sense. And the fire truck, <laughs> the fire truck always kills me. So now every time someone's talking about, yeah, we'll have this, and I'm going, fire trucks. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense now. Now we know we have we looked into to Pat's brain. Yeah, it's not good.